Hello and welcome back to the No Ratings Podcast. It is episode two of Dragon's Den. We're going to jump right into it because I've squeezed it a little bit. So I felt like it was a little bit too long, a bit too much waffle. And today I'm joined by a duo of Jameses. James, the usual on the pod, say hi for those that are listening. Hi. And James Walcott. <laughs> there was a thumbs up there as well, yeah, by the way. Yeah. 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 Those Hello. Well, you guys on YouTube, you can see the thumbs went up. Those are listening. He also gave, actually, you both gave a thumbs up, which is uh, rather polite. You got one without facial hair and the other has facial hair. Not that that matters, but it's a detail for those those listeners that know that we love facial hair. It's an important detail to pay attention to later. It's a lot of facial hair today, I should have realised. James. We're all adults, aren't we? Well, am I letting it? I was going to say, use the one with Yeah, yeah. Wait, I saw you. We went to Oppenheimer yesterday and I don't think you had facial hair yesterday. I did. Got a picture of you from yesterday. Hold on. Just a, <laughs> just a blob, aren't you? Also, it does grow. <laughs> oh, no. I mean... Wait, what? Don't suppose me with that, the glasses. Yeah, on. it's pretty similar. All right, fair. Anyway, uh, let's proceed with Dragon's Den. Very simple. <laughs> less waffle, he said. Yeah. <laughs> it's less waffle, but it always opens with some waffle, either about halal food or uh, about beards. Uh, very simple. We've changed one tiny detail. Three contestants remains the same. Three hot takes. Three start bench bins. <laughs> then there's truth or lies the contestant are going to tell us a truth or a lie that's happened to them and we have to decide whether they're telling the truth or lying and as we go along each contestant is going to get a rating from us out of 10 at the end the person with the highest rating wins does that make sense yeah one person will get hired for the podcast two people will get fired from the podcast and we have a returning member i've got a whatsapp an email, a phone call, a FaceTime, and a DM. And he was like, get me back on. So, Gav, welcome back. How are you? You were talking about facial hair before. You can't call this facial hair, man. Like 36 years I've been trying to grow this. <laughs> yeah. Looks I like someone's you. got like a prit stick and just threw some like, <laughs> cotton wool at it or something. <laughs> Horrible. I think it looks good. Yeah, yeah, it's man. coming off at the weekend. Okay. okay, sorry. Next week, see it next week. Yeah. Yeah. When you're back in my DM again, get me back on. Right, let's hear your hot take. Okay, let's go. Um, I'm an Arsenal fan, as you can see, repping the shirt, and yourself as James. I think um, the season that we went unbeaten is probably one of the most overrated seasons in Arsenal's history. In oh. Arsenal's history? Oh, yeah. I think that we were stronger in 01-02 as a team, as a collective. Wait, explain stronger. Stronger. So you had the old guard and the new guard. You know, there was like Vengo had been here for a couple of years now. He's finally got his head around what he wants to achieve. I just feel like when it got to 2004, there was a lot of luck that round that that um that he was riding, and then off the back of it, nothing came good. So everyone would say well, still blames it on oh we had to save money for the stadium and that sort of stuff. Now nah, when you go out and buy a house, you don't just buy it outright. You know, you got a mortgage, so you should have been able to reinvest it. And years later, when, um, you know, when we were linked to all these world-class players, back in the day, you could buy a world-class player for like 25, 30 mil, couldn't you? Yeah. Whereas instead of getting two world-class players to try and push us above the line, we started going out there and getting a man like Francis Coquelin. And I just feel like that the start of that was because of what happened in 2004. The amount of itching of beards next <laughs> to me. <Yeah. laughs> he hasn't even got... Oh, no, he has got one. My heart, He's fuming. My heart's I mean, like, In that. 2001 too, we also went and beaten away from home that season. We didn't go and beat in the whole season. No, we didn't. Guys. But we drew, we, drew, we, drew 12, we drew 12 games. <laughs> you know, we drew 12 games in that time period. And like when people try and build up and say, oh, but Arsenal's starting 11 was like the strongest. And if you actually break it down, like 
Should we have? A, should we go back to what the Arsenal's like greatest lineup was in two thousand three four? I think it was yeah. only. I think we only actually started with our strongest lineup three, three times. Yeah. Just three in 2004. Times. In oh, 304 in the not, league. Is that not the sign of a good squad if you're able to rotate and you're still able to keep the level, not not lose a single but, game that season? I understand that, but there's a lot of games where I just feel that we weren't putting teams away. There's lots of 1-0s, 3-2s. Three, three what are you saying? That's not a good thing. It's not, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. But the way that Arsenal fans bang on about it, like we were like the best thing that's ever been since sliced bread, I think it's just like overhyped for what it is. What's your criteria for a great season? A great season needs to be covered across a multitude of competitions. So, like in 0102, we won the FA Cup as well, and we narrowly missed out on the knockout with the quarterfinals of the Champions League. We also beat Juve at home. We beat um, Bayern, uh, um, uh, Bayern Leverkusen at home that season. As so, well. are you are you saying that the 97-98 Arsenal team that won the doubles better than is a better achievement than Leicester winning the Premier League? Um. What Leicester did, their plight is a little bit different. If you mentioned another team that are already up there, that was like, if, that, if you mentioned like a Chelsea, uh, a United, a, a City who had gone on and won a league, okay. or even Blackburn, but Blackburn had money. They let me, let me meet you halfway. Yet. Come on. Do you think the 97-98 season mm. was, uh, do you think the 2005 Chelsea season when they won the league, just the league, mm. was better than the double winning Arsenal? 97-98. Was it a better way, season, you I said? Think the, I think the way that Chelsea did it was great. but Was it greater? The, was it greater? No, you know no, it's not. I don't think <laughs> it, no, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it is, but that's what I mean. It depends on... You have to take into consideration different things. That's why I mentioned, like when you mentioned Leicester, that that's it. That's an anomaly. That's different. You can't say that. You know that, that, that is one in, of the greatest achievements of all time. Going invincible is an anomaly. No one's done it. Well, Preston have. You know. Name me one player. I think you're not playing, but like that is a feat that has happened many times across the continent and across the world. It hasn't, you know. It hasn't. I'm pretty sure there was only one team. It was. I think it might have even been a Serie B team, and they didn't even win the league. How many? I think that is in Europe's top five. In Europe's top five leagues. Okay, fair enough. Where are you going? You want to go to China? You're like no, but in the world leagues. These are things that have happened before. You know, Inter have done it in the past. You know, let's, um, I tell you what, let's let's go back to because so you, what you're really saying. We come back. I went I went out, but we come back in. You're saying specifically, it's the 2001 2002 is better than 2004. Yes. Okay. My point you know, is that what's the criteria for a great season? You uh, said be able to be able to fight on on all fronts. Okay. So with that logic, Liverpool's season. Gone. You mm. take it. Liverpool season. <laughs> Liverpool season where they didn't win anything. Well, mm. Actually, well, they won well, two. No, didn't yeah, they? but the main two competitions Liverpool wanted to win, mm. they didn't. They, they won the the one the two they didn't want to win, mm. but competed across all four fronts. So you would say that team could be greater than then the, well, or, or than the, the Liverpool if, team if, that if won the, the league. Yeah, if they had yeah, won, yeah. if they had won the league that season then we have to have that conversation. If you don't win the league, then there's no conversation to be had, really. Well, there is, because you said if you compete across all, all competitions. Yeah, but you have to win, the, you have to win the, the biggest trophies while you're at it at the same time. You can't say, like, um, let's say if Liverpool didn't win any trophies that year, they won. They pretty much won every single game, but then lost in the finals of the, all the cup competitions and lost out on the title on the last day. Like, by Leverkusen, 0-1-0-2. They lost in the Pokal final. They lost in the um, Champions League final. They lost the title on the last day of the season. You know, that's proper Spurs behaviour. 
But the issue is, is that it was a great season. But it sign of a panic. That's sign of panic when an Arsenal fan brings in the Spurs thing. It was such a sign of it panic. Wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a fantastic season because they didn't win anything. If they right, won one of so those competitions, it, then so we can L- then have Liverpool, a conversation. Liverpool, the season they won the league. Mm. Or let's let's actually say this Arsenal season, the invincible season. Let's say you went to the semi final of the. I think it was a Carling Cup at the time and the quarterfinal of the FA Cup and the Invincibles stayed alive and you went on the group stage in the Champions League. You're, you're saying you wanted that. If if we win the title, win the title, that's a great achievement. We haven't done it for nearly 20 years. I'm, a, I'm fully aware of that. If we had got to, that champ- got to the Champions League semi-final and maybe won the FA Cup or got to the semi-final in the FA Cup, then I wouldn't be having so much of, a, of an argument about it because I feel like this, this season was... Was, was greater at that point because we've gone deep into the season, in, in, into the other like, cup competitions. So that's where my mentality is. And that's why, in my opinion, I feel that 0102 season was a better season for how we competed across multiple competitions than we did in 0304. One, one problem I have with your justification is you talked about how after that team, you said, oh, we achieved nothing after that. But I don't really agree with that in saying, oh, that's why the team was bad. Because the team was pulled apart. A lot of the players were ageing. Didn't you get so to a Champions League final two years later? Two yeah. years later, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, But that wasn't... Yeah, even, even that... Like, there, good, was, there was runs in that, which was great. But yeah. then you like, you can't be... If you don't beat FC Tun, you, you know, it's but, not great, is it? Yeah, and we also struggled to get into the top four that season as well. You know, we had to rely on um, Lasagna Gate, didn't we? So like, I just feel like... If we'd won the Champions League, then poof, you know, but we've never won it before. So then it's like, once again, going back to that Leicester thing, they've never done it before. So it would have been fantastic. And it would have been the same. You've never been Invincibles before. Yeah. But also, didn't didn't Liverpool have that 99 point season when they easily should have gone Centurions? They had that unbelievable season. Mm. And then they only just qualified for top four with that Alisson goal. So it's hard to say. And then the season after they get Champions League again. So it's hard Mm. to say like, all right, this team can't be good because after that they got bad. Because teams do that teams will squeeze every last effort to do well one season mm. and that's what we did in the invincible season we drew so many games at the end because we were so desperate on being invincible because that's what Arsenal makes that great, it wasn't like mad I think we after we beat well no we didn't even beat Spurs did we we, um, we drew against them um, and then we I think we drew the next two and then scraped over wins with the last but there's one. context there I think, there, that, was a, I think that was a nervousness yeah. at the end to be like right, we can't lose we can't lose and I felt like um, at times, you know... You're out of I'm, time. Uh, <laughs> what was, sorry, what was the points of those two seasons? So, the Invincible team finished on 90, oh, 90 points. And the 0-1-0-2 team finished on 87. 87. Yeah. So, so it didn't even so, have more points. So, so it's narrow. Didn't have more points. <laughs> <laughs> it's narrow. <laughs> it's narrow. <laughs> I like him. I like him. I'm just, just checking Was it that then. season? Uh, it's narrow. Well, I, think it was, I think it was uh, the double season. I think we only lost one game then. Um, He's out of time. He's out of time. And I refuse good to be anymore. That's good solid effort. I've got my rating. In a hot room, room. That's, that's good. Is very, the sweat's there. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. I get a mad sweaty nose like a dog. No, I like it. Pressure's on there. We're giving round for each one. For each round. So I've decided my rating, but I'll let James seen as you're the guest of the guest. Right. So... And I'm judging this on how much I liked his opinion. Or whatever you want to judge it on. Are you telling me it, that maybe now? Maybe it's his fight. Eat per each round. Oh, raw. Right. <laughs> 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 to walk out the room. We wanted like, <laughs> deliberation. <laughs> I think, look, if, if he's hitting all the criteria for me, obviously you're going to get yourself a 10. I'm, you're miles off with the shout. <laughs> but I love the grit. And you kind of stuck with it. You didn't take a backward step. So for that, I would like to give you a six and a half. <laughs> it's a terrible take. 
I respect the audacity, um, but as an Arsenal fan, you cannot knock the invincible seasons. That is the thing that we pride ourselves on. Um, but again, because of that, I think it's such an audacious shout. Um, but I also don't agree, so I'll give it a six. Generous. I've given you a four. <laughs> As an Arsenal fan, to roll up in here and go, the, I don't rate the Invincible season. Turn on your right. own. So like, you can't do that. Turn man. on your like, own. It's, it's pure evil. Um, yeah, it's so it, bad. It's, it's, <laughs> they've both been so generous. You've caught me out because it's my first one, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. if I if I was a seasoned pro at this, I think you're in trouble. Hey, listen, <laughs> there's two guys after you, and yeah. <laughs> they're going to get battered by James's ratings. Um, right, on to the start bench bin. Well done. This was suggested by the man to my left. If you're only listening, that's uh, not James Orcott. Uh, that's James Stroke Jamie, uh, which is his actual true name. Um, Just call me Jim. Should we go with that? Oh, that's well, really weird for me because my best mate's called Jim. Uh, Alcott, sorry. Go, Alcott, Alcott, yeah, Alcott. Yeah, Alcott. All right, come on. Do you, have, do you have similar voices? Can you just uh, tell me what you had for breakfast? I didn't have breakfast. Neither sorry. did I. Right. We're the same person. That's that was slightly racist for me to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, somehow, you, yeah, you'll get away with it, I'm sure. Um, right, you start bench being Gav, as always, five minutes. Oh, Lissandro right. Martinez, mm-hmm. Gabriel, as in Arsenal's Gabriel, mm. and Levi Colwell. Start bench bin. Um, well, I start Gabriel. I, I bench um, Martinez. And I sell Colwell. Bin. Is that bin? Bin. Bin. You tried no, last time. No, yeah, but you've got to sell them. Think about the resale value. English tax makes loads of money. There you go. But um, yeah, I just think, look, I think Lissandro Martinez, who's linked with Arsenal last season, I wanted him. I thought he was going to play more in midfield. He's not much taller than me, and I'm not very tall. So I didn't think he was going to. Not very. So I just think, I, I just thought that he wasn't going to be able to cut a centre back, and he's, he's completely changed. I think everyone's opinion of what he can do. I think Gabriel's just got something about him, hasn't he? And I don't understand how he's being ignored. Well, I do understand how he's being ignored by the Brazilian national team because of what they've got. But I think he's next in line and he will be in the Brazilian national side for a long, long time. Apparently, sorry to put in, but apparently the reason why he wasn't why, in the Brazilian... Why are you saying sorry? He's here for the investment, my friend. Well, that, yeah, whenever you want. True, that's true, that's true. Um, I'm a polite guy. What? Um, apparently, it was because the last time he was called up, he dropped out because his wife was having a baby and they were annoyed about that, which is crazy. Wow, wow there's yeah. three dads in this room. Right, Maybe yeah. even more. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm, I'm a dad. I wouldn't have that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, bun, bun, bun the um, Brazilian national side for that. But, uh, hey, look, um, uh, <laughs> Brazil show over there. Um, but, yeah, um, it's all right. Um, Carlo Ancelotti will sort that out next season, I'm sure. But, um, no, so, you've been in Levi Colwell? I've been in Levi Colwell. Just, he's not experienced enough yet. I think he had a great season at Brighton. And I think he can and will go on to very good things. But right now, if you're going about it based on right this second, then I'm starting Gabriel, I'm benching Martinez, and I'm and I'm binning Colwell. Before we dig into this, I have a very important question. Who's sure. better looking at, Lissandra and Gabriel? <laughs> it's an important part of the podcast. It's, it's, it's a top well, two. Well, 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 it also depends what you're looking for. I think if you want to win the Premier League, you need to play a high line. 
and Yusuf is going to hate me for this, but I don't think uh, Lissandro Martinez um, would be very good in the high line. Um, I think oh. he is arguably the best ball-playing defender in the world, um, but because of that, he's limited in other areas. Um, what, because he can pass the ball? <laughs> no, you can because, pass, so you can't play in the high line. No, because he's five foot four. Um, taller than that. Still in that. I'm sorry. I'm joking. I'm joking. He's five foot nine, I believe. I'm not as tall as that. Um, I just. I think I have tough question. Really tough question. Agree, um, but it's so harsh on Levi Colwell because I think he's amazing and I think it's probably the best player. Is it? um, Is it today or is it when all's said and done? Who will be in in terms of legends? Like who will be the legend? Who will be? Because no, that's two different answers for me. Right now, if you were picking an 11 in a Premier League and you had a choice of three left society centre-backs, you have to pick one of these guys and you have to bench one of them and you have to get rid of Bin, the other one. Oh. I honestly, my opinion on it is I think Lissandro is quite far ahead of Gabriel. I find Gabriel, mm. although I like Gabriel's um, element of being able to command, I do also think he can make some very loose errors and I don't think Lissandro makes that many individual mistakes. Mainly because he doesn't put himself in those situations. Because they're often. playing a deep block. Yeah, they're playing, so they're playing season, very next deep. Next season will be a big test for him. The same for Enzo Fernandes. If they start playing more expansive, um, I think he will be judged under more scrutiny than he has been. Yeah, maybe. But like on the basis of what I can see right now, um, Gabriel's doing all right in a high line. And we haven't quite seen Lissandro in a high line yet. But mm. I would still back Lissandro. Mm. That's up to you, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Fact. What's that, uh, who are you benching? Uh, Gabriel and I've been uh, Levi. He ain't ready yet. He's not ready. Oh, he's good though. He's, he's good. good, but I I do also think like we not many people watched him that much last season, and the people that did, the people who are Brighton fans, they they can argue on this, but I can say I maybe watched him ten times last season. Mm. So people going like he's a hundred million pound centre back and all this. You haven't watched him enough. Yeah. I, I think like that's why I asked the question of like is it down the road. I think I I think I've been Gabrielle because I think Levi Colwell is going to be outrageous. Mm. Like I was uh, d- did the podcast last week or two weeks ago with a guy called Harry Brooks who works with like elite footballers like when they're not in training, and he said that Levi Colwell is the best defender in the world at his age on the ball. Wow, that sounds it sounds like a bit of a different joke from a different thing, but anyway, so he's like he's special, and and I've said this before with like. Often in the championship, you see players and you go, oh, mm. and he's he was an all. Reese James was an all. And I think he will go somewhere very, very special. If it's a final tomorrow, it's Martinez starts for me because the tenacity is special. Gabriel, though, if you need a goal, that's why you put him on the bench. Because if you need a goal, you chuck him on for a corner. He's the most likely to get you a goal. He's the highest scoring centre-back in Europe's top five leagues last two seasons, I think. Yeah, so I'm not surprised yeah. with that. He's like You have centre-backs like that who are like a bit of a magnet. Mm. And he's definitely Thomas that. Ma- Thomas Marlon was one of those guys. Yeah. Kurt Zuma used to be mine on my um, Palermo day. FM oh, save. Oh, oh, Near post corners, bam. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, we're not allowed to like Zuma there. What's your... Very true. So that's your... So I'll go with that. Martinez, Gabra... Gabriel off the bench to score a winner, and I'm going to have to bin Colwell, but he down the road he will be. It will be him and Martinez as the I'm top two. I'm going to throw a little curveball in because I think Levi we know is going in the bin. Van Dyke in current so. form as a left sided centre back. Van Dyke, Lissandro, Gabriel. Mm. Current form, as in what right we now, saw last right year. Right now, I'm putting Van Dyke first, then because like when the season started, if we stayed at the beginning of um, of the 22-23 season, and what what Van Dyke was doing, how Liverpool were playing, and how loose they were at the back. 
as as the as as the season went on, they got better and better, and they went on a run. And I think I think he looked much more comfortable in his in his role. And I, I would then probably I can't turn my back on Van Dyke just yet. I'll probably yeah. I'll put in Van Dyke as number one at that point. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. then just shift, just shift it down. Just shift it down. If we're talking cup final, like Van Dyke is definitely the we're most same plug and play team. Plug and play. Mm. Got those three. You got to pick one right now. You'd go Van Dyke. Van Dyke. Yeah, yeah, I'm not giving up on Van Dyke. Depends how obsessive you are over build up because you need a left foot centre back. And he's very Listen, handsome. He is. He is actually, and he smells amazing. Yeah, he does. That's I met him in the train station. Troy, I was like, wow. Troy Dean, he said that. Yeah, but it's actually not a myth. It's the truth. He does smell amazing, <laughs> and he's proper tall. We get it. You met time. him. <laughs> 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 um, all right, uh, you are exactly out of time. Um, time for your truth or lie, which I'm very excited for. Oh yeah, sorry. I'm glad James is uh, paying attention. Uh, what would you rate that? I have to say it's a steady take. Um, I'd say it was it was maybe an easy one to tap in. Um, I'll give him an eight. Oh yeah, I'd written it down before you even said yeah, it. Yeah, no, I saw it. Cool. I dropped down to a seven because I feel like you've just gone with the Arsenal guy. Savage. I'm <laughs> literally just been cussed out for going against Arsenal and cussed for supporting Arsenal. Like, you need the balance. Arsenal fan. <laughs> you need the balance. Shouldn't have worn the shirt, I wouldn't know. Uh, I've also given you a seven. I don't hate the take. No. I just like, I, I feel like you kind of knew what we would probably say. It was fairly like, yeah, I'd plug this guy in. I'd oh, no, I doubt, I doubt that. You don't know me very well, then, do you? <laughs> I know you like tall guys, so... <laughs> tall yeah, Martin has didn't stand a chance. Yeah. Uh, right, let's hear your truth or lie. Um, yeah, so I uh, was a football referee for 10 years. Um, so, yeah, got to... I thought that was the end. I was yeah. a football referee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't 10 know. years. Um, got to do some cool games, only like local, local level. Um, and I was doing a game... At uh, North Greenford, North Greenford, somewhere around London way. Long old travel from Northampton, and I was on the line, enjoying my game. And um, who's who's the gaffer? Um, Neil Shipley was the manager. I played in that league. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there we go. And uh, oh. Mark, Mark Nichols, <laughs> Mark Nichols the started the game, and like the referee blew the whistle, and the second the whistle went, he just went ah, like everything and Jeffin, literally like a like a like a little. Um, Jack oh. Russell, just at you, at you, at you constantly. And it got to half time and I was having a bit of a panic. So, so like, you said Mark Nichols there? Mark Nichols, yeah. So does everyone know who Mark Nichols is? No. no. Oh, Mark Nichols, well, yeah, ex-Chelsea. Yeah. Um, but played like 11 minutes in the Champions League and tells everyone about it. Um, <laughs> so, um, but the referee, he had, a, he, he had a couple of clangers in that game and was at half time being targeted. So I was in the changing room, the the door knocks, bang, 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 he's trying to get in Neil Shipley. And we were like, oh no, oh no. And like, I said to him, I was like, oh, you Neil Shipley? He was like, yeah. I was like, oh, I had a football sticker with you, like when you used to play for Palace back in the day. <laughs> and um, he was like, oh, did you? And he scrubbed my head like that and then walked off. And then after that, he's in his pocket all day. So, yeah. mm. Well, I think it's the truth. It sounds very believable. Can, like, can I ask one question? So does, for someone who didn't know who Neil Shipley was, what would you at that time? Because I, so I, I, I played in this league, and he, what uh, what would be the distinguishing feature of Neil Shipley at that time? Oh, he was quite tubby at the time. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> 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 I mean, he was quite he was quite tubby as a player, but he. I don't know if he like I played I played and he was like in the league playing. I think he was right, like, but he was sort of managing and playing, and 
the sort of the stories that were like going around. It was like he's enormous. <laughs> he's like a big boy. I'm not trying to fat shame him, but like it was just on the football pitch. You kind of yeah, you saw yeah. it. So that was yeah. So I think he's telling the truth. It would be a really weird thing to make up. Yeah, like why would you lie about this? Especially yeah. considering like if you came in there and went, oh, I was a liner in Van Dyke's last ever semi-pro game, we'd be like, why would you, why would you tell us that? And that's probably like, but because these two blokes that you've mentioned, like I can't I can't put a like picture in my mind to either yeah. of these two guys. It's a bit of a pointless lie. And he was definitely in that league with North Greenford. So that that works. What is this league like? Some sort of Sunday league? No, it's like was it? <gasps> yeah, it's, okay. Uh, what Contrib, league was it? It's Contrib. Yeah, it's like step three. It's, um, what was it? Respect. Southern Southern Prem. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, right. See, oh, maybe it's different then. Wait, you no, it's, no, I didn't blow up. Oh, so you no. play Southern Prem? No, no, no. It was combined <laughs> counties Prem. I played in, and he was in that league. What? So he's got. I don't know if he's either got that wrong or I've got but the wrong he might time. Have moved, he yeah, might he could have, have easily moved on. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Because. Back then he was like a player manager, and then at this point he was a manager. Sure. Right? If yeah, he's manager. If yeah. this is a lie, it's the most pointless. <laughs> yeah, in the world. Yeah. I've been doing I've been doing some body language analysis as he's, the resident he's confident, psychologist, and he's sitting very relaxed. Yeah, he's not, he's not touched his nose or anything, no. and he's been looking you dead in the eyes. And if he lied to you doing that, then fair enough. That's your conclusion. <laughs> the psychologist said if you lied fair enough I got it wrong um, Maxwell well knows that shit it's you know and I'm he's done nothing <laughs> <laughs> don't do it <laughs> don't do it you're so close <gasps> he's either telling the truth or he's a psychopath mm. so. wow <laughs> bit of a trek from uh, Northampton down if you're not really doing that kind of thing though right yeah, as well. yeah I think that's a lot as a ref though yeah mm. but that's what I'm saying it's, uh, that's why I think it's true I also think it's true because it would make makes no sense to lie. Like it's it's if you've lied, you'd pick so better players, annoying. wouldn't you? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> kicking, I'm kicking you out if you've lied. It's so stupid. So I'm gonna say truth. Yeah, I'm gonna say truth as well. Oh, it's truth, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I was saying that it's such well, a pointless lie. Fair play. Fair I couldn't play. think of one on the spot. Yeah, like, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for like something mad to happen in the story. Like I don't know. Because you mentioned a Jack Russell, maybe you got attacked by some dogs or something like that, and I was like, "This is going to be a great end." No, but story. to be fair, a week um, I did. Um, now he's bored. No, I did, <laughs> I, did, I, did, I did a game at Kings Lynn, and the week before that, the referee got chased off the pitch with an axe. What? So yeah, and that I should have been your story. I wasn't looking forward to going out there. You know, I was panicking. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah for real. Fair. Wait, how? It was what 2013, 14? Honestly, yeah, oh. refs don't get paid enough for this because also really? I don't know back then. So. I, re- I do a little bit of reffing as well. Yeah. Back then, before recently, you had to ask for the money after the game. Oh, no. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so you could have a bad game, you could have, or even a good game, and the team would just hate you. And then you had to go to them like, you've got 16-year-olds going like, oh, please can I have my money? Yeah. And they're like, no. And you go, well, well I've just done a job for you. Like, <laughs> so it's yeah, ridiculous. Nowadays, I think you ask before. But even still, to ask before the game, it takes courage for a young guy to be like, oh, yeah. Can I have my money before I've even done it? They're like some managers would just go, "No, I'll give you after the game." Yeah, I finished in 2019 though. I do the odd like charity game and stuff now, but I want to know why this brave. guy. How did someone have an axe? Or like Kings Lynn, isn't it? Well, I don't. I've got no idea. That is. That's what happens around there, apparently. Okay. Oh, <laughs> All right, fair enough. I, I I've got my score in mind. Jesus, oh, no. my phone's like. Type yeah, in yeah. everything I'm saying. Stop it then. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just watch yeah, it. Carry on. Uh, James, we'll start with you, Orcott. What score are you giving that? Enjoyed it. Uh, nostalgic. Did you? I'll give it a. Uh, yeah. He's got I mean, I don't. Eight. True. Eight. Uh, James? I don't want to be a. D- because John. his story, it's his personal to him. Okay, it's, um, it's your journey. But. <laughs> but it was. 
I'll write say he's a bit weak. Yeah. Yeah, can I change mine? Seven. I'm gonna say to me it was an it was an average story with all due respect. So I'm gonna give it an average score of five. It was off it was off the cuff, man. You got twenty four hours. Twenty four hours. Oh, it was my birthday, so I'll smash it. <laughs> oh, fair. Then hey, then you're not getting invested in, that's your problem. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm committed because I'm here. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give you a six. Uh somewhere between both of them. I'd, in my opinion, it was a boring story. Mm-hmm. And like, for James, Orcott was like, yeah, I was great like, yeah, story. Memory like, Dane, yeah. That was me playing my stuff back then and they were loving me. They were loving me. But I'm going, <laughs> I don't know any don't of these guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one yeah. of the guys is enormous and that's all I know. And uh, so yeah, ultimately I've given you a seven. We're cool. going to top the scores about the end. We also FYI. don't know their stories yet. So if their stories are terrible, then all of a sudden this might yeah, be Yeah, really but that, that, that's why you get the vote now because we can't judge it on what they say. So <laughs> I'm saying for now, that's your scores. I'll top them up at the end. Mm-hmm. My phone's obsessed with just typing whatever I'm saying. How bizarre. We will top your scores up at the end and then you'll find out if you're fired or if you're hired. If you're fired for a second time, Jesus. Oh, savage. You, you going to come back a third time? Probably. <laughs> FaceTime, WhatsApp. Nice. Yeah. Solid effort. Teams. Thank you, Gav. Good job. And Gav. All right, contestant number two, introduce yourself, please. Known as Chadge, aka South London's Roberto Carlos. Chadge underscore 96 <laughs> on all platforms. That's it. Good lad. Get it out there. Get do it out you, there early. Do nice. you play like Roberto Carlos or is this just... Uh, maybe like back? a B-Tech set eight version, but yeah, that's uh, that's my level. I feel like you don't play left back though, do you? Left back slash right wing, you know, like cutting in what? Like a bit of Gareth uh, Bale as well. Yeah, the game's moved on. Yeah, exactly. Game's if I have yeah, five yeah. minutes at the end of the game, I'll go right wing, try and curl it in top okay. bins. Uh, right, let's hear your hot take. Right, so based on current form, outside of Pep because he's an alien, but Eric Ten Hag is the best manager in the Premier League based on, yeah, current form and I guess the potential and the ceiling he's got as well. Explain ceiling. In terms of what he's had to deal with in this last season. Honestly, and I thought you were going to say, so ceiling is. <laughs> <laughs> what he's had to deal with in the last season, the decisions he's had to make, the team he's inherited and how he's transformed that in a year, especially at United as well. And I feel like we've seen almost like the peak of Arteta as well, if I'm honest. Oh, the peak of Arteta. It, and then we've looked please. at Klopp here for a good time, not a long time. I think he's on the... Never years. Six, seven years. But it was like two, three really good years. But now I feel like he's on a little downhill trajectory. And then now you look at Eric Ten Hag, I think he's the one after Pep once he leaves in, was it 2025, 26? He's the one that's going to... Take it all. Every week on this podcast, the amount of Arsenal disrespect I hear, Declan Rice has hit his ceiling. <laughs> this is what you said last time. Arteta's here his ceiling. But you know what? Is? There's levels to it. Because obviously with Arteta, everyone's applauding him for getting rid of Aubameyang and Lacazette. And like, they're the chuckle bells. But getting rid of Ronaldo is like a different level. Like he hit Ronaldo, Maguire. So again, give us the sentence of your take. So yeah, based on current form, outside of Pep, obviously, because he's a freak. But Pep. Ten Hag is the best manager in the Premier League. Mm. No. Don't don't even entertain it. Entertain it. Well, go on. Let's hear your take. Like, what? Why are you contesting that? Well, it's Klopp at the moment, and if we're talking about ceiling, it's Arteta. Based on what though? Well, why is Arteta? Based on the fact that we just spent half a se- we got fifty points in half a season, and and then and then half a season. But, you know? but, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold okay, on, okay. hold I'll on. Let, I'll let you finish. I'm I'll investing. Finish. I'm <laughs> investing. I've got the money in my okay. pocket. Um, He's broke. He ain't got this is the same guy asking for popcorn yesterday. Is it? <laughs> and did I get it? I did. <laughs> Play the game. Um, so Arteta has proven that he can get 50 points in a half a season and then 
until Rob Holding came into the team, we were well on course for mid-90 points. Oh, you put it on Rob. Uh, put, put it all way, on Rob. I, I hate blaming Rob, but it's not his fault. But I have. It's, just, it's <laughs> not his fault, but it's his yeah. fault. It's just the fact that Saliba got injured. We didn't have a competent backup. This season, we'll have Timber. I'm happy to say, all right, this season, we have no excuses because we won't have a Rob Holding in the team. We won't have... Um, who else came in? That Kibble. Kibble? Kibble? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, yeah. But had some injuries, didn't he? In Ketu as well. Tommy Asu was out. But we have, we have a lot there. more rotation, so I believe that we will be able to play the same way with the full squad. And are you saying Ten Hag's ceiling is higher than 90, 95 points? Yeah. As in not, not ba- I don't think you'll get 90, 95 points. That's the problem. Because I think when the expectation actually set in, I feel like Arteta, with that, you're losing points against West Ham, Southampton. They're games you should never really lose, regardless of whether Holdings playing. Yeah, but that, that is actually Arteta's biggest weakness: yeah. is that he's stubborn and he will play the same way whoever he's got. Um, and I agree with that. That is a big weakness of him. But the more he gets his players, the better we become because you see those type of players in our system less. So, in a way, not to be back in the contestant, but in a way, what he said there, that Ten Hag is making it work without the exact profiles, you could argue, then, yeah, he does have a better team. Because if Arteta doesn't get the exact profiles that he wants, then you're in a different... I yeah, mean, he's just sat there going, I don't yeah, need to say Guardiola. <laughs> Guardiola doesn't have players like Holding in his team, does he? So Guardiola, no one uses that as a stick to I mean, fashion well, no, he, has, he, he has Fabian, the wrong... He had I, I, I think with Holding, yeah, you, that's still, that's still you had enough to take you over West Ham and Southampton. He wasn't a left-back. Yeah, but he chose to play him left-back. Zinchenko wasn't a left-back in the first place, and he chose to play him left-back. Because he didn't have a place for him anywhere else, so he makes spaces for players. Yeah, but and, and Arteta's playing Timber at right-back when he's a centre-back. So, yeah, it's, it also, it's nowadays, I'm sure James will back me on this, it's more about roles. Don't, don't say what I'm going to say. <laughs> it's <laughs> about roles <laughs> and not positions. Oh, he's been listening. figure yeah. out on the pitch themselves <laughs> as well. Because I think the problem with Arteta's system is once that system kind of crumbles a little bit, where does he go from there? Because it's almost like he's inherited all of Pep's ideas, made a few little that minor revisions. So he's not so really rude. actually innovated right. anything himself yet. Oh, Whereas Ten Hag's had to deal with, obviously you've got to take, take over news, and then you've got <laughs> Maguire's captaincy issue, you've got Ronaldo he's had to kind of all, deal with for half a all season, I'm and saying still is, managed top four. I hope these two invest in you, because you are not pleased with me <laughs> right. so far. First, first thing I would say is, Arteta, two seasons ago, well, I think maybe he has a broad, stubborn streak. But two years ago, he had no other ways of playing. Last year, he had a, a team that was cooking and playing brilliantly. And so he stuck with it and it was fluent. And then he tried to make a couple of changes, brought in people like Trossard, did have different ways of playing, right? And this year, you can see with the players that he's bringing in, he's going to make more changes to win different games and different, deal with different game states. And actually, games like Fulham, and then the week after, I think, lost to Man United, but went for it and absolutely battered you. So I think there's more flexibility to Arteta. But anyway, this is about Ten Hag. What I will say is for the pressure that he came in, the job that he had to undertake in terms of it being a Man United you know, job that you've got to fix and the mess that was there before, the players that he had, a lot of which everyone wanted out. Ragnick said you need 10 gone. Yeah. A lot of them are still there. The points that Man United accrued were incredibly impressive with signings that I think at the start of it, we were unsure about Ericsson. We were unsure about Casemiro to a point. Because apart from Anthony, I feel like all the other signings have been a hit. It's just Anthony, maybe maybe another season or two. But right. I guess... Would you, would you say that you, last year, Man United, you might feel this way, 
Man United were running a bit hot. I feel like we started off well and obviously tailed off towards the end. But I think top four, from, if you told me at the start of the season we're getting top four, I'd be like, yeah, I'll take this. Because based on the squad he started the season with. You're out of time. You're out of time. And two games in as well. Yeah, you're out of time. Um, now we can speak and he's not even allowed to respond. <laughs> but James, I feel like I know what rating you're going to give this. Um, I'm going to try and not just shaft him because... I don't want it to just be like, because of me, you're out of the running completely. <laughs> no, be fair. Like, if, if you, like, I'm going to give him a three. <laughs> I'd already written it down. <laughs> you know me too well. I feel like you got lucky because we did all the talking. Mm. But, no, but, but, was, I don't lo- take but, was, but I don't, I like the take. I actually, um, I like the take. To a point, it's a fair take. Has he done a better job than Arteta overall? That's no, up for debate. Yeah. And also, but has Arteta had a lot longer to get there? We'll, we'll know in a year or so. But I, I don't hate I it. I don't what? see where Arteta goes from here. That's my hey, thing listen, as well. you're, you're done. You're done. <laughs> and he's still missing a lot of players and you lost you lost a striker, although yeah, I think we, he was, he was a, a problem though, wasn't he? What, five, six years? Losing Ronaldo was a problem though. He you weren't s- playing him anyway. Martial's got paper hamstrings. Like we'll, yeah. You spent a lot of money uh, as well. I, I kind of liked it. Eight and a half. Ooh, I liked it. Uh, I decided a while ago that I kind of... I was. I'm indifferent because you basically turned us against each other. We did all talking. Um, but I don't like the take because I don't think the word I think you used was like he's going to be ahead. I think he could be ahead, but I think saying like, firstly, Klopp is here for a, what was it? Yeah, that was bad. He's here for a long, long time. Good no, time, good not, time long. not a long time. Basically, you listen to a Drake song on the way. <laughs> also, as a top line, you're saying he's a better manager than Klopp. Yeah, which not, is, not, forget not, Arteta. Yeah. You're saying he's better than Klopp. Yeah, which is what did you give him, James? I gave him eight and a half because I, I kind of liked where you <laughs> went with it. I'm, I'm giving you a seven because I, I, I do not think he's a better manager than Klopp, and I don't think he's a better manager than Arteta. Time will tell. Could age well. Yeah. Could age. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, it might age really well. So keep hold of the clip, but if it doesn't, then <laughs> you know I'm keeping hold of the clip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think he's got away with that one. Yeah, we did it to ourselves. Yeah, we spoke too much. All right, your start bench bin, Son. Mane, Sterling, overall, not right now. Based on what they've done in the Premier League. Based on what they've done in the Premier League. That's so I hard. These are great, aren't they? <laughs> this is it's really, really good. hard. First off, great I'm binning Son. Huh? Son, yeah, binning Son. Huh? Like, he, he might be best dressed and all that, but yeah, apart from that, in terms of what they've done in the Premier League, I think, I think Mane first, and then, yeah, start Mane, bench uh, Sterling, and bin Son. Can you convinces why because I actually have no idea what I think right now yeah with Mane what he did in that Liverpool team although, although Salah got all the plaudits and scored all the goals I think Mane the way he pressed and all, all the way he functioned in that attack was so key to that Liverpool attack and then you look at the Champions League runs as well Mane was a key figure there as well but then you look at Son I think that's an easy bin just due to the fact that he's obviously got a golden boot but he's not really elevated his game in the last season or two I think maybe with a good manager who knows what will happen but I'm not too sure on where he's what 30, 31 now. He's Need the, numbers here. Is, it, is yeah, that one? I'm not a stats man. I'm a I'm a eye test man. <laughs> but one what? golden boot in what five six years of being Premier League. By the eye test, like this is me saying this as a Liverpool fan. By the eye test, you think Sadio Mane passes it better than Sterling and Son? Sterling with him in that Pep system, who's unreal. I'd keep him on the bench. Obviously, coming on late if you've got a good system around him, he'll score a few goals. <laughs> but in terms of who I prefer watching, Mane as a dribbler. Was unreal. Like you saw that goal against Bayern, where what chip yeah, that was went around Neuer and did a little mad flick. I think Son, he's not. He's had that one golden boot season, scored a few nice goals, but when it's crunch time, I don't think he's kind of crumbled. 
but to be fair, that's may, maybe that's a Spurs mentality and not necessarily Son's downfall. But I also think when he signed that six-year contract, <laughs> when he signed that six-year contract, he could have, instead of signing with Spurs for six years, if he had more ambition himself, he would have gone to like a... He could go Saudi if he wants to. He could go Saudi now. <laughs> Saudi, he might cook there. But I don't know. I think Son, easy bin. But I think between Sterling and Mane, he might be a bit closer. But I think in terms of who I prefer watching is easily right. Mane. Who, who do you support out of interest? United. Okay. Hmm. I mean, I can destroy him whenever you'd like. Please, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can see his fingers over the screen. I, I, I've not, I've not got the. Yeah. I just, I'm just gonna put these two. Yeah, okay, so you've let, I've put Hummingson uh, and Raheem Sterling into sort of a player comparison. So 268 appearances in the Prem for Son, 348 for Sterling. So 268 games for Son, as I said, 103 goals. 348 games for Sterling, 115 goals. But also, hey, hold on, hold on. Okay. Let Peter Jones speak. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. <laughs> 59 assists for Sterling, 52, obviously in a lot less games, as we said. Goals per match, 0.4 to 0.3. And I think the most important stat is that Wilminson was playing for Tottenham that whole time and Raheem Sterling was playing for, obviously, Man City. I, I think the most Liverpool. important stat, obviously, we, we're talking about overall at the start, we're talking about trophies. Oh, at the end man. of the day, what is Son really... You cannot really compare players by we're, trophies. But we went overall. I say stats is one thing, 0.3 to 0.4. It's not a huge... It's tight, but yeah. It's tight, yeah. yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but then you, if you start going, yeah, this guy's won more trophies, then suddenly you're adding... No, but as it, we're talking, from a player's perspective, when they come to the end of their career, they're going to be thinking... What have I actually got to show for it after all these goals? And um, when uh, it's not like Son hasn't had a chance to win trophies along that time as well. So you judge. So the the performances of a player for you is based on the trophies they have at the end of it. No, not, as in do you think it, as well? But I think trophies just that cherry on top. Where, that you who, need. where are you with the like? Um, let's say Gerard and Lampard. Uh, Lampard's got uh, won all those trophies. Gerard won just sort of <laughs> one balls in a smaller team. Gerard still won trophies though. That's the thing. It's not like right as long as you've got our trophy. Yeah. Well, he had Champions League, which is still a big trophy. Son won the Asia Cup, I think. He did. <laughs> but does that mean? Does that, that mean if Son won the Champions League, so that one different game my, would have defined yeah, his whole career? Ma- Mane also won that trophy as well, and he won the Premier League, and he also played amazing in that run. Yeah, as but well. then then it comes to this debate: but, when yeah. Lampard won and won and won. And, what and, I'm really saying is, what do you? What What's more impressive, doing well for a bad team or, or a lesser team, or doing well for a better team? Surely it's a lesser team. It is up until the point where you put that player in a better team to see how he performs. And sometimes when they make that jump from the lesser team to the better team, they might not always. Be we there. don't have that to compare though, do we? Because Son's been at Tottenham. Arsenal to United, he crumbled under the spotlight at Old Trafford. But was that a better team? Yeah, that was a that's a weird take. Okay, <laughs> maybe that's not a good example, but yeah, I think Son for me. Maybe if he had that ambition, so sign that six-year deal, he went somewhere else. We might be able to ambition. Maybe, maybe we might have seen something else, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right, you are pretty much out of time. Who would uh, who would you start, bench Ben? Start Mane. I think you're absolutely spot on with that. I think he's awesome. Always has been. Never injured. Was he scored goals? Took a team to the next level. Won the league. All that stuff. And I think you saw how much they missed him last year. Um, it's it's got to be Son next. Has to be Sun next for me because I think the thing with Sterling, who I like, a lot of those goals are tappings. Son, in terms of right place, um, right time. But if you yeah. get a chance, one on one, who you get, on Sun, you put yeah. your money on Sun, don't yeah. you? He played for a lesser team; they were a two-man team essentially, and his numbers are better. Who do you think scores more for City, uh, James? If Son was in City's team, do you think he would have scored more than Sterling? I don't way, really care. I also think the way Spurs play, the whole system is literally geared around Kane and Son. 
Whereas if so, you have a City team... But why does that matter? So is City. So is City for Sterling. spread amongst the front line. You've got strikers who can score. You've got Mahrez who can score. You've got Sterling who can score as well. So it's a bit it's a bit more even than if it was just purely Spurs. But you've got Kane and Son and that's it. Sorry, just swing it back really, really quickly. If... Uh, if if Sterling's in the Tottenham team, well, that's what I was going to say. I don't okay. think I don't think he's anywhere many. near it. No, and I like Sterling. I'd start Mane, like Claire as well. I think for maybe seven, six, seven seasons, it was unreal. Oh, I don't know, man. I think Sterling is slept on, you know. Yeah. But I do also think I think nah, it's got to a point where people just think Son, which is not he's, true. He's, not, he's got numbers done well. The, well the, the pace you binned him though was. But I think when you just look at Sterling and what he's done consistently, obviously this Chelsea season's not been great for him. Yeah. And even when he's at Liverpool, what, 18, 19? I think that's a fair point, though. Do you know what, look, being good at, actually, to be fair, being good at Liverpool at such a young age, Son came in, nearly got sold off, and then it clicked after that. So in terms of the amount of years... Because with Sturridge and Suarez, he was a key part of that attack. True. S-A-S. I'll go Sterling bench and Son bin. I agree. Oh. I find this really hard. Because Son's a better player. Son I've gone better. through swings in my um, footballing career of who I prefer. Um, I used to hate Son. Now I like him a bit more. I also think players who don't take penalties like Son are often underrated because you can give him another four or five goals half the seasons if he did. Sterling I know most of the other players didn't, but Sterling has taken he's not probably, a good penalty probably ten, no, he's rubbish at penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually found James's argument quite riveting. Thanks, um, <laughs> but he's not the person I'm investing in. Um, I, think the t- <laughs> I think the take was fine, but I think you lost it a bit with your explanation at times. Um, are we doing ratings? We are. What's your rating? Six. <laughs> you done it again. I, I'm going to give you a seven because although I agree, I don't agree with your. Um, I don't agree with your defence. I mean, like, you've been son too quickly. And then on top of that, you went trophies, trophies. So um, on the basis of that, I don't I don't love the argument. But I just agree with, with it. Just, just so happens we agree. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I think actually it was closer than I put forward in the argument because the Sterling's longevity is pretty impressive and he's still got years in the, a lot of years in the tank. I still think Son is a better player, personally. So I, and I think, you're, yeah, your argument was off, wasn't it? Because you could have used those things. Uh, five. All right, let's hear your truth or lie. Right, I call this uh, story the downfall of Eden. So I was just shopping at my local uh, high street, uh, Kingston. <laughs> just bought some shoes at Offspring, just walking through the high street. And I, I just see the Caspers, you know, the shitty little dessert shop. Okay. Obviously, yeah. if your cream sponsor me, I, I don't hate your food. But at Caspers, <laughs> I was just outside, just saw a guy in a full Chelsea tracksuit. He had a very distinctive tattoo on his arm. I was like, nah, this can't be him. I was on the phone to my cousin. I was just kind of like, nah, I feel like I've seen a hazard outside a dessert shop. Nah, this can't be him. This is bad in mind. It's like eight, nine years ago, um, local Kingston as well. And he's in the queue. And I was like, nah, you know what? Let me just go and buy something in this dessert shop just to just get something, just to try and get a pick with him. So I've gone in, um, seen him there. He just sat there with his his three kids there as well. Um, all in Chelsea gear as well. No one in Kingston has clocked this as hazard as well. So I've just gone into the creams. Oh, Casper, sorry gone to the Caspers and like, you know what, let me get a, I need to order something. So I ordered it and I've just sat down like, you know, I'm freaking, I'm like, yeah, I need to get a picture with Hazard. I've seen him in the flesh. I'm going to go get a picture with him and I've actually just, just due to my excitement, I've kind of fumbled the bag and almost like squashed his son's leg. Bear in mind, this is his... Broke his leg? No, <laughs> almost like sat on his 
kid's leg. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then he, he just shoved his son out of the way. He's like, yeah, come, let's get a picture. Got the picture. And then I f- fully forgot about my order. Walked out. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I've actually ordered something from there. So I went back in five minutes okay. later. I just see Hazard just there, sat, sat on the table, ready to feast on his little big dessert, whatever you've whatever you got with his kids. And then got my order. And I'm just like, yeah, I've seen I've seen Hazard in, the, in Casper's. And then since then, that's when I knew that was a trajectory of Hazard's downfall. I knew this guy was not a serious pro. Like, if you're going desserts as a, you know, professional football player you might go to a nicer establishment but he goes, he's gone to Casper's they're using very low grade ingredients he's not wrong there that, that, that one part that, of the story is that, true that, 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 he's using very low grade ingredients I've been there with my boys and yeah it's not it's not a good munch so if he's gone there I could tell the Real Madrid the way he fell off it wasn't a surprise to me I have I have one question what, what, what was he wearing? he was literally wearing a Chelsea tracksuit with full tracksuit? yeah full tracksuit but you said you saw his tattoo no? yeah so he had like a shirt and okay. then tracks his bottoms. Okay, okay, okay. Also, I thought you meant a full track. I also want to Google if he's got a tattoo because I feel like Hazard doesn't have any tattoos. He's got one distinct one in his arm. It See, I can't Google that's cheating. It would be a, it would be a weird <laughs> thing to lie about. I don't know why he'd make up the. I think it's tattoo. a good lie though. If, if yeah, he, that's exactly if he didn't, what, I'm what is he just like gloating that he can lie and then making up extra facts he didn't even? Yeah, need that's to exactly include. why people lie. I think what's what's disappointing if it is true is that. You know, there's a guy with his kids trying to have a good time and you're not even a Chelsea fan, you still... Yeah, you know, I was 17, 18 at the time, I got a bit yeah. excited. You were about 45, so it didn't happen nine 26, years ago. 26. <laughs> and he shoved, mm. he shoved his son out the way. Well, he, he was, was like desperate to get... You were implying he was desperate to get He was like, you know let's get this fan out of the way. And, yeah. That was the your start of your career and he yeah, saw that. I need a picture of this guy. My career's not gone far since that point. Did he smile in the photo? Kind of, yeah. Did the little one. He did a little one. He's like, fuck it, not this guy yeah. again. It's just, yeah. Mm. It's a, it, I really hope it's a lie because I think that's a good lie because people should be coming in thinking, yeah. don't just go with the truth. You know, show some kindness. Yeah, like Gav. Um, it's just, <laughs> yeah, I, I like the gutsiness of the story and it's almost like it's perfectly like, like the balance feels right of the story. Like he could have gone a bit further on and he, I think he stopped at the right point. What did you order? I actually can't. I, I literally ordered a smoothie, which I didn't even like. I was just, I panicked and I saw the menu. I was like, fuck, I nearly ordered something. I literally so ordered man. some random smoothie and just went from there. Mm. And you said he's got three kids? Yeah, I think three sons. From He might have had more kids since that point. I, I don't follow his. Uh, the, the three sons nine years ago. Isn't Hazard like 33? Hey, yeah, these footballers are having kids. Yeah, they're they're got Jack Wilshire loved that. Got Foden, isn't it? Time. Foden's kids. Was, yeah, yeah. was it nine years ago? Eight, well, I was nineteen. Oh, sorry, seven. So I'm 26 now. So seven years ago. Yeah. Ah, uh, he's squeezing the age. He's hey, going, you know what? How I'm old is this kid? How old is this kid? Yeah, that's a lie. But yeah. Uh, okay. okay. I, I really hope you're lying, but I don't think you are. I think it's in the truth. I think you're lying. I know brown guys, and I feel like I'm <laughs> <a> lying. <laughs> James. Um, I'm with James. I think. Um, I hope he's. I hope he's lying because it would be. It would be a nice. A nice little lie. Um, Real dig so, at Castle. So I'm going to say, I, I don't know why I've said this, so I'm going to say he's lying. Are you going for it? Do you want a grand reveal now? Yeah. It was the truth. No way. Well, I've got the picture as well. I've got the picture. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah. Can we see? No Get out on the camera. Oh, it's his home screen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just had to favour it before I made my journey here as well. It, yeah, no. Yeah. That's not even you. <laughs> that's someone else. <laughs> I've lost a bit of hair since then. That's someone else. <laughs> Yeah, what was play. the tattoo of? He had like a rose or some sort of flower on his I'm, arm. I'm, I honestly always thought... He's he always long-sleeved though, isn't he? 
Yeah, he, yeah. He, when he yeah, walked, yeah, he, yeah, he did have yeah. one. It was only one that's tattoo. It's not like a sleeve. It's just like that's why I noticed him. If I didn't see that, I would be like, I don't know the fuck that all is. All right, well, time for ratings. Uh, all got. I feel like you were quite satisfied. With yeah, that. I was satisfied. Um, yeah, solid. But he did. But he bottled it because it was true. So eight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you can't mark it down for being true. Yeah, but you could have lied. Yeah, <laughs> that was an opportunity to lie. That you've got it into you to lie. I believe yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, you've yeah. let yourself down. <laughs> James? I No, I think it's a good story. And I think the delivery was quite good as well. Because if you told it in a bad way, you could have made it a much more boring story. But I thought you told it all right. So yeah, I will also stick with eight. Yeah, I think to get a nine or a 10, you have to lie and, mm. and convince us. Or yeah. it just be an outrageous story. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, or like, yeah, like, yeah. Like he smacked you or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to give you a five. What? Oh, oh, hear me out here. I did, like the story That's I thought actually. was nice, but... As as Alcott said, I would quite. There was an opportunity there for a lie. You could have extended the story. Had some sauce to that ice cream. Yeah, because you could have like you had the the true story was say nice. slapped you or something. Yeah, yeah. If you threw that in, we might have gone. Ooh, but, but then yeah, I thought yeah. I, was, I was almost cheating the game there. It's like half true, half lie. If he slapped you, it'd have been so. Missed opportunity. Yusuf, yeah. I can see Yusuf in the corner is now panicking, thinking like, oh, Yusuf's telling the truth. No, he's like, he's like, if that story was five, I am in a bad way. For for future contestants, I think that's it. Like, tell a truth, but add a twist. Yeah. Because if, if I was you in that story, as you were going on, I was like, here comes like a big, like, here comes a punch he slide tackle yeah, me exactly. in the middle of something. <laughs> yeah. But you didn't do that. But sorry. It, yeah, that would be <laughs> yeah, make like giveaway, yeah. yeah, but if you went somewhere softly yeah, yeah. in between, like, I don't know, it ain't my job to tell the truth or the yeah, lie, but if yeah, I was, yeah. I feel like I would have done it better than that. So it's a five from me. That's so um, Shaj, thank you very much. Great Some work. Effect. Honestly, well done. honestly, loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Go on, if you're in. You're going to have to introduce yourself because uh, the pod listeners don't know yet, but they're about to find out. Hi, guys. I'm uh, Yusuf. I fit the beard criteria for this podcast very well, mm-hmm. I think. Really strong. Probably the strongest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe so. yeah. And uh, I'm from United District. We are the best Manchester United content page and aggregators on Twitter. Aggregators. Nice. What's, What's your... an aggregator? So district aggregate like news and stuff. So they, you know, like for example, um, you know, like Chelsea pages who you know post news. Like CFC Daily, I think, is one of them. So what, you bring loads of news together on one page? Yeah, so okay. we, we essentially tweet news. We keep fans updated. Okay. I'm not one of the news guys. I'm more on the analysis side of things. So mm-hmm. I write about that. I actually released a Rasmus Hoyland scout report yesterday. Check nice. it out. We will, we will. Check it out. What's your Twitter? At United Districts. Personally, at Inside7 double underscore. Nice. Good right, welcome, welcome, let's, uh, welcome. let's hear your hot take. My hot take is, I do not believe Paul Pogba was even nearly as inconsistent as the media have made him out to be. That's it. No, no. Like, I, I believe. I believe. Okay, he has been one of the very best midfielders of his generation. I don't believe the inconsistency is, you know, nearly as much as made out. I think. Okay, he had the odd bad game here and there, but I think the fact he gets compared to players like Verratti, Thiago, playing in their position when that's not actually his natural position, I think that's indicative of just how good he is. But when he plays in his actual position, like. He's among like the very best players in the world. Like you know, we've seen him being a world eleven at twenty one. He has you know been arguably the best player in a World Cup winning team when facilitated. And people talk about unlocking, unlocking, unlocking. But every time we actually have seen him unlocked, he has been amazing. He's been borderline unplayable. So I think he is one of the most underrated footballers of all time. So so when all's said and done, what table does he sit at? I would say. He has time still to be at the top table, but right now I would have him at the table below that. Which is with, if you can clarify. With, so yeah. 
the top table is, um, you know, your all-time greats, your Zidane's, your Chavis, uh, your Iniesta's. I'd have my kind of table below that. W- one table below that. One table below that. Below With, the greatest players of all time. Below, below the kind of greatest midfielders of all time. Because I think on ability and on actually a lot of the things he's achieved, he's definitely had a very good career. I like th- I like this table idea. The So give me three players you'd put him alongside to win me over on this one. Ivan Rakitic is one I will Which, go with. You put an Ivan Rakitic on table two. All right, Ivan Rakitic might be like I'm. I'm just talking about like recent generations, but yeah. yeah but so, so we're saying on your overall table, you've got Xavi, Busquets, Iniesta, Zidane, table Those one. Kind of Ivan Rakitic was on table two. These are massive tables. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm just talking. I'm rather than tables tears then. But so, um, oh, okay, well, hang on. But this is like a well, it's like a wedding, right? And yeah. so you've got your top table, right? But then the next table, there's probably about seven tables there, right? You're not. This isn't a line of tables, is it? You're not putting Rakitic and Pogba in the second no, table okay. on that, are you? I'm are you? Are you? I'm going to put Pogba in the same table. Rakitic can go on that third fourth. I'm going to put Pogba on the same table as Lampard. Ooh. That's... Sorry, I want to hear the rest of this table. I think I think Lampard overall ended up having a better career, but I think if we're talking about ability, if we're talking about the fact Pogba won a World Cup, he was a key player in like a, the team that's won wait, the wait, most hold on, hold on, hold on. Lampard and Gerrard are on the same table, right? Yeah. So now you're putting Pogba on the same table as Lampard and Gerrard. Yeah. Is Skulls on that table as well? Skulls on the top table. No, obviously you're a United fan. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. okay. Right, before we say another word, I want let's just establish what the table. Give us your table. <laughs> give us the table. Who's on the table? We'll give you. So you're putting Lampard in there, and you two more. Should we say? Yeah, yeah. You got two more. Two more in this table Lampard that you're talking about. There, I'm going to put Gerard there, and I'm going to put Gattuso there. Because I think. Sorry. Oh my god, dude. that was worse. Sorry, brother. <laughs> this table is a mess. <laughs> I think Pogba is on that second table because, all right, he has won yeah. a World Cup, being arguably the best player on his team in that World Cup. I mean, it's between him and Mbappe, realistically. Giroud's in that. It has won a World Cup, isn't he? He's yeah. he's won a World Cup. Please, right. can we not bring up Giroud? But so, is Giroud in the second table of strikers? No, because he wasn't one of the best players on that team. He was an important cog. Don't get me wrong, but Pogba was like an outright top kind of free player at the tournament. Probably you you were talking about his position and unlocking what's. What is his position? So he is an advanced eight, I would say. So in a team now, in the Premier League now, because obviously Juventus is not really working very well for him, where would where would he go in and really kill it? You know what? I'm actually going to go ahead and say, I think in current United, he would, with what Ten Hag's trying to build, I think he'd be good. Your customer is sitting Should have signed. And then if you have him and Bruno as the eights, and then I think with the way Ten Hag wants to set his team up with inverted fullbacks and everything... I think Pogba would actually be really good in the role I think Ten Hag wants Mount to play. Last one for me, and then I'll step back. The So today, 2023, would you have him over Mount? If he can get over his injuries, then yeah. See, there's always ifs with Pogba. How thing, old is he? The, the thing is with the injuries, the injuries is, for me, the only true hypothetical because in terms of other stuff, it's actually, we've seen it based on factual evidence how no, but you said if he's in the right system, there's an if there. No, but he wasn't in the right system for years and was still really good, and that's my point. Yeah, but but they doesn't defeat the point of like, well, there's an if there all the time in Pogba. There's You're saying that World Cup, he was one of the best players in a World Cup, Paul Pogba, because he was unlocked. Then you're also saying, but then he was injured at this team and actually he wasn't unlocked per- perfectly at this team. There's too many ifs for this one. I don't think, even if he wasn't unlocked perfectly, he was still performing to a world-class level. When? For United, for United. How many? How many? <laughs> for how, for how long as well? So his first three years at United, he was world class. 
His fourth season, the 1920 season, I think he was a bit too injury prone that season. He didn't kind of play too much. The fifth season at United, first half of the season was kind of not the best because obviously he had COVID and then you can't really blame a player for an actual medical reason. The second half of that season, a lot of people actually believe was his best version. So yeah, he was world-class in that season. Then again, you know, his final season United, again, a bit injury prone. How many how many Premier League seasons did he make the Premier League team of the year? It was 18-19. Just, just one season. He, he got in once. I'm surprised. Yeah. The, because it, <laughs> so, because he had. I think the injuries is, is a, a, a thing. How and many it, times? Sorry to interrupt. How many times did Lampard get into the team of the season or Gerrard? They must have got in like six or seven times each. I, I presume more. I would certainly presume more. In terms of him being world class, that's interesting because he's got. You got to get him. Like, when has he been world class? For me, the only time I remember really, really loving watching him, I didn't see much of him at Juventus, but he obviously was great, right? Twin, uh, Euro 2021, right? 2020, that um, group stage, he was, I remember thinking, oof, uh, wow. But it's such a small period of time. See, I it's think not enough for me. much longer. I thought his first season at United was world-class. His second season at United was world-class. World-class is such a, yeah, what, like... Oh, yeah, this, it's a subjective definition. What's but, your definition of world-class? Yeah. So my definition of world-class is... Trying to think because I, I, <laughs> like, I feel like world <laughs> for me it's more of a feeling than anything. So like some people have it as like oh top five in your position, some people have it like a shorter promise. For me, it's just the feeling. Like I think I watch him. I believe he, on t- in terms of his quality, he's one of the best kind of players in his position in the world. And I think he was consistently producing really high levels of quality. I think he had real moments of magic. But like, this is this is the thing: moments of magic. He had the ability. He showed glimpses, but I. The only thing you can put him on the same table. He's is also out of time. He's out of time. Year in, year oh. out, who were consistently playing at a top, top world class level. I, I know my rating for this. Oh. <laughs> um, James, I'll start with you first. Um, unfortunately, I hate to say it because I like you, but um, I don't agree with the take, and I think you crumbled a little bit under the Gagan press. So I'll give you a four. Is the dragons then? That's what happens. All cut. Yeah, it was a bumpy start, wasn't it? Um, I, do you know what I, I think? I was just thinking what an angle that would have been good for you would have been that he hit the bulk of his years have been in the wrong period of football. Because I think if you pop him in now, I mean, there's a great video on the James Lawrence Allcott channel right now about it. <laughs> and and nice. he that you know that attacking eight that like you're saying that is a role that he could go and play for a couple of teams now and actually like really look great because other people were doing a lot of the work for him um, but you didn't do that um, the table thing you messed it up yeah, yeah I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry they, yeah the Gattuso panic was fantastic yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, yeah it's bad man I'm going five and That's generous generous very generous I've written down three for you anyway I'm moving you to two uh, I think oh, take one of mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the moment the tables get involved and you start mentioning Pogba in the top two tables, like I, I cannot in yeah. any world put him in the top two. And I absolutely love Pogba on his day. In a, if you said to me the best players to have played in just a World Cup, so you take one World Cup, yeah, you got to frame it, haven't you? you yeah, frame it right. And that is a problem for me with uh, Pogba. You always have to find a frame that fits his picture. In this, in this frame, you got it completely wrong, so I'm giving you a two. Um, I've just also decided that the start bench bin is about to change as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, that's a good right, one. Your start bench bin is Kevin De Bruyne, Kaka and Pogba. 
Oh man. Oh, oh no, I'm not, I'm not ready for this at all. I'm gonna start Kaka. Ooh. I, I am I am gonna start Kaka. And I really hate to do this. I'm gonna actually bench De Bruyne and I'm gonna have to <laughs> Paul, Paul I'm sorry, okay. I love you more than my own family. But, um I, I am I, I'm, I'm so I feel it hurts my heart to do this, but I'm gonna have to bin him. That's taking like, a lot of courage, I think. You know I don't know whether it's the respect of the courage. I wanna hear him explain it. Yeah, Go on. Let's, let's hear it. I think Kaka as the number one, like he is just it's Kaka, he's just so good. Like is Ballon d'Or, yeah absolute monster like the way he just took the ball carried it his passing ability like that assist in the Champions League final he had it all he was a true monster and I think if you have got a game and you want to win it you'd give it to Kaka he's just give the ball to Kaka let him run the game monster and like I said I love Pogba but I I just I can't put him ahead of De Bruyne sadly I really really wish I could okay are we changing mind so what table? What table of De Bruyne? Sorry, or sorry is this like you know we said this before. Is this like for a final or we're saying a plug and play team? You got who do you want in your yeah, team? Plug, plug, and, plug and play. I'd stick. I'd stick Kaka in. And so that of, that goes completely against what you just said because what you're what you were saying is basically on his day. I hate to use that phrase, but on his day, Pogba was one of the best midfielders ever. And now we've given you a plug and play option where it's not about. It was Pogba underrated. We're saying plug and play, and you've gone, actually, I don't want Pogba in my plug and play. Well, I, I'd, I'd love to have him, but you've given me Kaka and De Bruyne. It's, so it's really hard. Like, I think, you know, De Bruyne is just his, his final ball, his ability to strike a ball, but also his work rate as well. He is a really complete midfielder. He is probably one of the kind of two, three best midfielders the Premier League's ever seen. So, mm. you know. What are we saying? Uh, I, I, I'm trying to decide whether I respect you for turning back on Pogba having just like pitched the life out of him, <laughs> or if I just think, what are you doing? Like, have you just got both ends of this thing wrong? Um, what about the Kaka De Bruyne thing? Is, is that is that as clear in your mind no, as well? I would I'm, a, Go on. I'm a big I'm a big De Bruyne man. Um, I think it's interesting when you say about the big game thing because people talk about De Bruyne not performing for Belgium. And that is obviously a much weaker team. Um, I think. I think honestly, De Bruyne is very disrespected in his big game performance I because agree. in the Champions League he's won. There's stats about how many man of the matches he's won. It's ridiculous, um, and it's not his fault. He's like getting elbowed in the face and dislocating. Yeah, his I agree. Chair. I mean, I think in the Premier League as well. Like, sorry to bring it up, but against you guys, he was just an absolute monster. Thank that you. kind of game. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm not helping myself here now. No, I'm no, no. no it's. It's a fair point. Um, I also didn't. And who's more it. talented, Kaká? Yeah, talent-wise. He, he, Why? Because he had more uh, assets to his game. I think. Um, like De Bruyne is probably better vision. It's it's closer than you'd think because Kaká's some of some of the stuff he was doing is outrageous. He's better dribbling. Yeah, and I think better also when we talk about vision, all right, is vision just about passing? Because when you're in motion, moving with mm. the ball, like what are you seeing around you? And Kaká. He perceived things at such a ridiculous oh, I speed. I really like that take. Oh, I really God, like there that. There we part. go. He's clawing oh, back. He's clawing it back. We're <laughs> <laughs> about scanning stuff, but like when Kaka's moving with the ball, it's so much harder to see things whilst moving than it is stationary. And obviously, De Bruyne is a really like brilliant dribbler. He's got great vision, but I think that dribbling ability of Kaka's and that ability to just see things, perceive things so quickly, react to everything because he knows it's there whilst running hang at on, such hang a ridiculous on. speed. Can't. In terms of seeing things, you'd say I, I'm struggling to think of many people, any people 
who could see things, see a picture and play a pass and get a ball to where it needs to be. Yeah, but are you saying better than De Bruyne? Are you saying exploiting I'm, I'm space? saying about like whilst in motion, like I you... think I think we're getting a bit confused here. I and think, I'll, I'm, I'm you'll saying... know this debate. I, I, I'm more of a passer than a dribbler. Mm. <laughs> Fact, right? Yeah. So roll a clip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Show the show the goal. Show the goal against it. The uh, but the because I think dribbling is like more exciting, right? Yeah. And with Kaka, like that highlight reel of him going get out of the way, that is more frightening and probably more impactful in your mind, right? But in terms of unlocking the opposition or getting that screamer from twenty yards, I think I'd have De Bruyne. I think De Bruyne's got... More longevity too. I think he's got the better pass, but I think the gap between the dribbling is greater than the gap between the passing. And like um, the bed said, it's just... How often do you dribble Kaka though? Has more has well, when you're Kaka, quite a lot. But yeah, yeah. You, can, you can just waltz through it. Also, there, and I hate this argument because we put the start bench bin in. They are different. They're both creative midfielders, yeah, but different. Kaka was like long bursting sprints around two players with, without barely touching the ball. De Bruyne's like... Put it anywhere, and I can put it somewhere else. The De Bruyne's a destination midfielder, is what I call him. Yeah. Um, I would it's a good go, one. Yeah, destination midfielder. Um, <laughs> I would go. My start midfielder would be. I'd start De Bruyne, despite how much I love Kaka. I was just looking at Kaka's minutes played and stuff like that because I remember he, he fell off. Bad. Yeah, but he got a really yeah, bad injury. Did he didn't help him? Yeah. Yeah. So he went from Milan to Real Madrid, and minutes. Played or I'm sorry, matches played at Madrid was 25, 14, 27, 19. That just didn't work, did it? It just like, didn't, and the starts were 11, 17, and 12 with the 28. That's just not enough. But at his peak, like Pete Kaka, I wouldn't honestly don't know how many midfielders I'll take over him because when he was right at it, he was frightening. So I'm talking about peak if you're talking about a plug and play team. Why I start Ooh, Kaka. That makes it far closer to the plug and play aspect. Yusuf for the hell. 90th minute. Here we this go. Is, this is this is you know when you watch Rum, uh, Royal Rumble in WWE. Yeah. You know when someone gets thrown over the rope and they just hang on. And yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. When he like he's used his abs the and core there, isn't yeah. he? Got himself back in. Um, yeah, mine would be De Bruyne, just Kaka, and then Pogba a long way down. Well, a table. Yeah. Five. <laughs> yeah. Who did you have actually initially? Uh, Bruno Fernandez. Oh, okay. Instead of. But I only changed to Pogba because the way you were fighting Pogba, I was like, this could get funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, love, I love Pogba, but if I come on here and like do the you know, like the classic Twitter Pogba fanboy thing, I'm getting booted and never invited back. Well, maybe you already did that in the yeah, first part. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, and De Bruyne and um, Kaka weren't even on his table, were they? No. <laughs> no, I think, no, I think they're different kinds of midfielders, but I'd have them at the top table. How big is your table, yeah, bro? Man. I, I need to They're talk. in the top table. You're putting them. You're the, he, these guys are there with Zidane. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a wedding with 200 people. There's like Zidane. a table, but there's like tears to the table, if you know what I mean. So there's no, like. Oh, no, I, I don't know what you mean. I don't know how to explain it, but like. Okay. Draw it for like, me. Like, like, I have it like tears. So you'll have like the A tier, upper A tier, middle A tier, lower A tier. B tier, upper B tier, middle B tier, that thing. It sounds really weird. No, it's just, I, I, it's I the only thing completely. that makes sense in my brain. I, I hear okay. that completely. However, then how are you going to decipher the guys who are in upper, lower, middle? That's a conversation for another day. Yeah, I mean... Because you've got like De Bruyne, Kaka, Pogba. Um, like, there's just a lot going on. Like I said, there's like what I said, methodological class. At the end of the day, it's just a feeling. I don't really know how to describe it. Like, and obviously you can collect the stats, the trophies, everything. You can look at all of that. But at the end of the day, only it differs by person. Only you know in yourself. Like, obviously something's a consensus. Like, I think no one argues Chavi is like up here. But at the end of the day, it's a feeling. That a lot of people have. Yeah. it's like some. <laughs> you know FIFA when you like, uh, you, you sort of just have, well, like ultimate teams, right? 
Pogba's getting nowhere near either of those teams, is he? No. Not even on the bench? No. And, and if you put him in, he'd be rubbish, wouldn't he? Yeah, on FIFA, he's very... Alongside those other part, guys. But yeah, no. Uh, let's cool give stop. him a rating, because uh, we still have truth or lie to do. Also, this is really random and completely off topic, but obviously we just had Chad talking about Eden Hazard. He's, I've just got a tweet from some random Eden Hazard account that he's been spotted at a friend's wedding. Um, there so we go. There's Eden uh, long sleeve, no tattoo. Long shame. sleeve, no tattoo. Um, yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alcott, um, yeah. can you uh, rate Ice that cream cake. Uh... Didn't hate that one. I like, yeah, I think we can agree to disagree. Um, six and a half. Okay. Um, I'm I'm gonna give you a um, I'm gonna give you an eight because you turn on the first part and I gave you a two on the first part, so it only makes sense <laughs> that the fact that you realised you were, I mean, you didn't actually realise that you were mad in the first part, but I'll give you an eight because I actually quite liked your explanations. I am a um, I'm not a football purist. I think a football purist would say Kaka at the top. Um, I'm all output and efficiency. Uh, so I'd have gone De Bruyne top. Uh, but I do think the explanation was solid. Um, so I will, too, give you an 8 out of 10 on my paddle. Nice, nice. Uh, right, time for Truth or Lie. And uh, the two oldest guys on this sofa, by the way, are struggling to sit for this long because they're shuffling so much. Um, just hot in here and I've got to keep... Cro- I like, I'm, a, I'm a leg crosser. Way. I'm a leg crosser, it's fine. Let's have it. What is your Truth or Lie? <sighs> right, so I've got family in Manchester. That's obviously... The link about me supporting United. My aunt runs a cake business uh, in Manchester. And so they're based in Greater Manchester, quite near to where a lot of footballers are. So every now and then, a famous person walks in. Now, my uncle is a football fanatic. He absolutely loves football, lives, breathes football. My aunt uh, is not a football fanatic, but being married to one should kind of know more about football than she does. Mm. Anyways, one day, all right, she gets an order. And it happens to be from a footballer and the name kind of sounds somewhat familiar for her, but she just thinks it's another guy, right? He comes in and she takes a photo of him with the cake, obviously for social media and stuff, but she sends it to their family group chat first, all right? The guy who walks in just so happens to be Harry Maguire. Oh, I was hoping for Paul Pogba. Uh, <laughs> I, I wish if it was Paul Pogba. That would be great, great thread. The guy who walks in just happens to be Harry Maguire and she just says sends it to the group chat. She's like, a footballer's walked in and they're like, this is the captain of Manchester United, Harry Maguire. How do you not know this in a family of United fans? Well, now ex-captain, but at the time he was captain. But Harry Maguire has come in, ordered a cake from her and she's not realised it's him, despite the fact he is very famous and she is married to a United fanatic, her son, her nephew, United fanatics. Like, it was interesting that she thought it was Maguire. Maguire. She, or not for, she didn't realise it was Maguire. I hope it's not a lie. If it's, <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, lie, yeah. If it's a lie, it's like, wow. Is that the end of your story? That's the end of the story. <sighs> I'm pretty sure he's telling the truth. Yeah. Like, <laughs> again, this is... It's not a story, yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's exactly what we just heard. That I feel like the opportunity was there to lie. Yeah. You could have gone like... I mean, if you this is a lie, if you, if you said like Ronaldo and then extended it a little bit, like he paid for everyone's desserts in the shop or something, then suddenly we're going, ooh, Ronaldo could probably do that, but it's an absolute flat-out lie. However, Harry Maguire, like, as soon as you said that, we all went, oh, what's kind of for someone else? No no disrespect to Harry Maguire. Um, I don't know, it feels very truthy to me. 
very incredibly truthy. If it's a lie, he's proper like deliberately just done a very yeah yeah exactly. It's it's a fake lie. Like I made it really bland just so I can lie to you. Right, so all three you think is truth, right? It is a lie based on a truth. So the actual footballer <laughs> was Aaron Lennon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, the actual footballer was Aaron Lennon. So it's based on a true story. But, right, but you right. just changed one name in it. I've changed one name. I just uh, thought, no, right. I want to add a little bit of spice to that. Spice! <laughs> <laughs> if you added spice, it had to be Ronaldo spice, spice yeah. not Maguire that spice. That is the yeah. blandest <laughs> spice I need, like, uh, you know the buzz of the next fact that I yeah, need that right that's now. That's like yeah. me putting paprika on my chips or something. Hey, who's, who's a spicy footballer? Who's a spicy footballer? You know, Harry Maguire. On the, on the spot, I was thinking like, okay, even on the spot, I was thinking, I was going to go with Diogo Dallo for a second, but then I was like, okay. <laughs> that's not then, he's, no. then he's maybe not as obviously well known. You've got to think more ambitious. You've got to go high. Yeah, I feel like the opportunity was there to lie. And I mean, you've lied and you've condors, but like now we're going, mate, that was a stupid lie. You've had any player in Manchester. You could have chosen any player. You could have said Messi. The problem is as well, is had he lied and it been a really fun lie and we still knew it was a lie, we'd have probably given yeah, high scores yeah, and been yeah, like, yeah. Hey, what about Roy Keane or something like that? And then he, he, making up the story that Roy yeah. Keane's like battered someone in the cake shop. But the problem is... <laughs> I don't know what interest in Roy Keane three. could do in the cake shop. Yeah, yeah, I knew what uh, was giving it a lot. Not happy with that. I'm I'm giving it a three as well. I uh I wish you lied. Because everything James well, he says it is a lie, doesn't he? Yeah, but like a proper Technically one, like, it's a lie. Yeah, like it's a yeah. It's, it's like winning the cricket on a DNF. No one wants to win it that way. Like you may as well go all the way. So um yeah, it's a three for me, James. Unfortunately, it's a clean sweep of threes. I'm going to have to give you a three as well. Yeah, that was, that was, uh, it's rough. It was rough. You should have gone Pogba. For the narrative, <laughs> I would have given you a ten if you were mm. Pogba. Um, right, Yusuf, thank you very much. Tough, tough, tough. The grilling. All right, the points have been totted up. We have a 53.5. We also have a 42.5. <laughs> and we have a 55.5 we only have 0.5 because of all cut sorry <laughs> no. why is my maths not working out properly with the 42.5 it's probably not that much of a surprise you sir <laughs> it, was a, it was a solid effort <laughs> hey you're going to come back stronger yeah I think you'll come back Gav, Gav's come back for a second round yeah. 53.5 and 55.5 two points between them it is, yeah, it's tight. Is it the comeback? Is it the comeback from Gav? Or is it the debut? Are you feeling confident? i say we'll guess. Semi, but I had a few low scores and a few high ones. I don't really know. No. Oh, that's, <laughs> why, that's, that's why I let him go in next. So I was like, so yeah. he sat in the middle ready to go. This, I mean, this whole podcast is like a beat down, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, like, that's tough to be sat over there. So well done, boys. Guys need therapy after this. Yeah. yeah, man. Like, I think people listening, especially people listening, not watching, they'll just be like, oh, it's just a terrible take and stuff. But they are sat across the three of us and we are like yeah. breathing down their necks. And you've asked them for an unpopular opinion. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. What do you I'll want? Set, I'll set you up for a trap and we've just chucked you in it yeah. and then buried you in it as well. Mm. Um, Yusuf, who do you you think it's one? You can't remember your name. Charge. Nice. Yeah, I'll see. Uh, well, I will reveal. Obviously, Yusuf, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gav, you're hired. Yeah! Yeah! Oh, I didn't think he'd done. Well done. Oh, 
Chad, Chad's just broken. He's broken. Look at him. That's the heart breaking. Absolutely. Yeah, nice. Good work, man. Well done. He fought, didn't he? He did. He fought. All of you did. All of you did. Well done. Amazing. Good job. Top stuff. Right. If you've enjoyed that, make sure you subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, follow the pod. Uh, across platforms, follow all the guys on their socials as well. And Gav will be back for the next episode. Come on. Because he's fought, he's done well. Let's go. We'll see you all next time. <laughs> <laughs>